From Schwartz Media, I'm Ruby Jones. This is 7am. In the Northern Territory, there's a youth detention centre that's been the subject of multiple reports, complaints and a royal commission. That commission recommended it be shut down. But today, children as young as 10 years old are still being held there, sometimes in what amounts to isolation. Journalist for the Saturday paper, Esther Linder, has been reporting on conditions at Dondale Youth Detention Centre and finding out what the families of children held there want us to know. It's Wednesday, April 27. And just a reminder, as the election campaign continues, we'll be bringing you more episodes of The Vote, our guide to the 2022 election. But today, Esther Linder, on the grandmother who's campaigning for the closure of Dondale Detention Centre. So, Esther, you've recently been speaking to a woman who lives in Darwin. Her name is Donna. Can you tell me a bit about her and and why it is that you've been speaking to her? So, Donna Hunter is an Aboriginal woman. Hello, Esther. Hi, Donna. How's it going? (laughs) Finally. (laughs) She's a grandmother, a volunteer and an activist. I was speaking to her because I was looking into conditions in youth detention in the Northern Territory. It's a failing system. Mm. And the fact is our... Aboriginal community, our own people, deal with our own children. There's been well-documented cases of overcrowding, lack of staffing, issues with facility conditions, and it's getting so bad that families and lawyers think that someone could die. We need action now. Mm. We cannot wait for a a child to to die. And Donna's grandson has been incarcerated three times in the last year in Dondale. Uh, and she spoke to me about the effect that that's had on him and the long-term implications of what could happen. Mm. And Dondale Youth Detention Centre has become, I would say, quite notorious in recent years. There's been reports about conditions there. So can you just remind me what we know about that facility? Absolutely. So Dondale is a youth justice detention centre that's on the outskirts of Darwin, It used to be an adult jail and it's been converted into a youth detention facility. The reason it's notorious is because in 2016, photos emerged of children being held at Dondale. Welcome to Four Corners. The image you've just seen isn't from Guantanamo Bay or Abu Ghraib, but Australia in 2015. Guards were using manual restraints and spit hoods, which are quite notorious for human rights issues. A boy, hooded, shackled, strapped to a chair and left alone. It is barbaric. So Four Corners from the ABC aired an investigation into the centre and all of these allegations of mistreatment and malpractice occurred. This is juvenile justice in the Northern Territory, a system that punishes troubled children instead of rehabilitating them. Malcolm Turnbull, who was then Prime Minister, um, announced a formal inquiry. Like all Australians, I've been deeply shocked shocked and appalled by the images of mistreatment of children at the Dondale Centre. Uh, We will be establishing a Royal Commission into these events, into this centre. We want to know uh, what lessons can be learned. So the Royal Commission found that 
The facilities were unfit. They were unfit for children, they were unfit for adults, they were fundamentally unsafe for people to be working there and for children to be incarcerated there. So that commission made 147 findings and 227 recommendations. The Northern Territory Government says it supports either in full or in principle all 227 of the recommendations of the Royal Commission into Youth Detention and Child Protection. But it hasn't yet announced what funding will be committed to make the necessary sweeping systemic reforms. So one of the main recommendations was the closure of Dondale in 2016. Um, That hasn't happened. A lot of the recommendations were not adopted, despite a lot of press from the government at the time. Um, Instead, the Northern Territory government has spent about $3 million upgrading the centres. Well, there's outrage among many Indigenous leaders and lawyers representing young people in the Northern Territory where the government has announced it will wind back key changes that it made in response to the Northern Territory's Youth Justice Royal Commission and increasing spending on detention and electronic monitoring. And they've also spent about $60 million building a new youth justice detention centre right next door. Right. Okay, so at this moment in time, the Northern Territory government is actually investing more and spending more money on Dondale, and that's despite these recommendations from the Royal Commission that the opposite happened, that the centre be closed. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So as part of the push against Dondale and the failing of the entire system, really, Donna is part of a community action group with Amnesty International called Close Dondale Now. Um, that's what we want. This movement that we're on, Close Dondale Now, it's a horrible place. It's a shameful place. They're losing our children. She says that the Royal Commission's findings have been ignored by the government and that the government has failed her grandson. So... Donna's grandson was first arrested for stealing by police um, when he was 10. He's been uh, incarcerated in Dondale three times now. He's now 11. Yeah, but he, he was 11 at the time, right, or 10? Absolutely. Dumb. Yeah, that's... Um, 11, honey. You'd come home and you'd say, Nana, can I jump in the bed with you and, and can you rub my back? Yeah, you know? yeah, absolutely. That, it's like, oh, my God, this is... And that's what worried me when he went in there, like, Mm. He needs that a bit of love and care, mm. you know? Absolutely. The last time he was at Dondale was for three weeks. So this is four years after the recommendations from the Royal Commission were published. He was sad and when he was sad, he just had to sort of talk himself into basically tomorrow will be another day, but um, there was no one that he could speak to. And Donna told me that seven days of her grandson's time at Dondale were spent in total isolation. Yeah. And then when COVID was an issue, mm. um, there was sort of seven days where no one could see the children and isolate for the seven days in their cells. Just in their cells? Yeah. Oh and after getting out of isolation, they're still kept in their cells for up to 23 hours a day. Um, and it's a cell. It's not a room. It's a cell. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And you get um, the food comes through a Judas hatch. Sometimes they've been locked up for 23 hours. These kids, you know, some of them are already traumatised. They need therapeutic care. They need a bit of love and attention. And not to be locked up by themselves for hours. I suppose it'd be rehabilitating the children. And, and the kid going this way, we're going to make them monsters. Yeah. And that's what we don't want. Yeah. We want to stop that. We want therapeutic care for our children. We want, we want them to be assessed. 
Mm. The government has failed us in every respect for years. And, I mean, that's that's what so many of these plans from the department say. They're trying to rehabilitate children, they're trying to cut youth crime, but from the actual actions of the department and from what hasn't been done at these centres, it really seems to be the opposite. We'll be back in a moment. Need a reminder of what political leadership looks like? Australia's master of political satire, Jonathan Biggins, is back embodying the iconic Paul Keating, visionary, reformer and rabble-rouser. Due to overwhelming demand, one-man comedy The Gospel According to Paul is returning to the Opera House, on from the 4th to 23rd of June for its final term ever. Secure your tickets now at sydneyoperahouse.com for an unforgettable evening. With award-winning news coverage and reviews, the Saturday paper is essential reading for everybody. For a limited time, subscribe to a year of our quality, independent journalism, and you'll receive the Saturday paper's stainless steel coffee cup, made in collaboration with Fresco, for free. Subscribe from just $2.10 a week. Simply visit thesaturdaypaper.com.au forward slash offer. The Saturday paper. No hot takes. So we've been talking about Dondal Youth Detention Facility. There's been many reports of mistreatment there. A Royal Commission recommended that the entire place be shut down, but instead the Northern Territory Government continues to, to use the facility and to work to upgrade it. So why is it then that the Northern Territory Government continues to, to invest in a place like Dondal? I think there's just a lack of action on it. There's a lack of care towards the children there. You know, I found a plan um, from the Department of Territory Families, Housing and Communities online entitled Back on Track, Cutting Youth Crime, which said that measures taken by the department, um, such as, you know, uh, remanding children in these centres, was ensuring that young people who commit crimes face the consequences of their actions. Also, There were changes made last year to bail laws in the NT, which basically made it much harder for minors to get bail. And the Territory Families Minister, Kate Warden, said that, quote, we have to get ahead of the game and that's what this is about. If we do see that rise in numbers, then we make sure that we've got adequate beds and that they're safe. And I think something that is really foremost in my mind when talking about this is that most of the children in the system are Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander. And many people told me about this sort of deep running apathy towards Indigenous issues in the Territory, particularly when it comes to youth detention, because it just feels like more of the same. We're always hearing the same sad stories and nothing's ever changing. Mm. So most of the children who are in youth detention in the Northern Territory at any given moment in time, the vast majority of them are Aboriginal. Yeah, yeah. So the department's um, youth justice census shows that more than 96% of the children incarcerated in both centres are Aboriginal and most are boys. And it's, it's kind of hard not to link that with what's going on, to link the fact that most of these children are Indigenous and then the lack of, the lack of care and the apathy that you see. This has been going on for well over 30 years and it has been getting worse and worse and rapidly worse 
every year of those 30 years. And I think this is best summed up by one of the people that I spoke to, um, whose name is John Lawrence. Um, he's a barrister. He represented two of the detainees of Dondale at the Royal Commission in 2016. I mean, it's clear as, as day that this is institutional racism. If for no other reason, it couldn't happen to non-Indigenous, non-First Nations kids. And he just called it racism, essentially. He said that this could only happen to First Nations people. This is a story that is front and centre about child abuse. It's about 10-year-old Indigenous children being locked up in those cells. And so what are the effects then on these children? What's it like for them to to go to Dondale to spend this time in solitary confinement and then come out? What are the long-term effects? Well, statements from the Office of the Children's Commissioner note that the detrimental impact of solitary confinement on young people is well known and they've urged the department to find alternatives to remanding children in detention, which seems to be the go-to at the moment. Inmates held in solitary confinement experience a range of mental health problems, including anxiety, panic, insomnia, paranoia, aggression and depression. And these children, they're 10 years old, like the age of criminal responsibility is so low um, in the NT. That's despite the UN Commission on the Rights of the Child recommendation that the age of criminal responsibility should be 14 because before then, kids haven't developed the capacity to assess risk, predict consequences or control their impulses. They're just too young. Um, and if the age was raised, Donna's grandson wouldn't have been in jail at all. Mm. What has Donna said to you then about the impacts of this on her grandson and how she feels about his future? Um, she said that he's doing better now. He did give me the next day. Okay. And it was like, it was like a hell and then I was like, oh, my God, you yeah. know, I missed you. And yeah. he goes, Nana, I'm okay, Nana, I'm okay. Don't worry, Nana, you know. Oh it just breaks your heart. I think it's really important to note as well, he hasn't been sentenced yet. Many of the children that go through Dondale haven't been sentenced or convicted of any crime. He was on remand the entire time. It's just heartbreaking to think that, you know, these AOL, these children are going to be our future and all we're doing is locking them up. She was telling me how he, he wrote this letter um, about how he felt during being incarcerated um, for her to read at one of the protests and I didn't get a picture of it from her but it it really sounded like it had impacted him really deeply and I think that you know I'm not a child psychologist but you know I think anyone with a heart can kind of try and empathize and think you know a 10 year old child being locked up for 24 hours a day is a pretty would be a pretty awful experience and I would imagine have really long-term consequences. My goodness me what are we going to wait for the unthinkable to happen before they do anything about it? Surely they've got a heart, they've got children. Esther, thank you so much for talking to me about this. Thanks, Ruby. Mahler's music embodies the very essence of humanity. Experience his epic Song of the Earth with the Australian Chamber Orchestra, Richard Tognetti and internationally acclaimed opera stars Stuart Skelton and Catherine Carby. Opens May 12. Book now at aco.com.au.
Also in the news today... According to the latest news poll, Labor is still ahead of the coalition, 53-47%, on a two-party preferred basis. The result is unchanged from the last two news polls conducted since the election was called. The latest Ipsos poll also has Labor leading 55-45%, to the same as three weeks before. And the world's richest man, Elon Musk, has reached a $61 billion deal to take over Twitter. Musk has previously advocated prioritising libertarian free speech concerns over policing hate speech on the platform. In a statement, he said he saw the platform as, quote, the digital town square where matters vital to the future of humanity are debated. I'm Ruby Jones. This is 7am. See you tomorrow.